ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the mind of a legally blind eccentric with your host, Reese One. Welcome, my ones, to another episode of Mind of a Legally Blind Eccentric. I am that cat and your host, Reese One, and I have three topics, count them, three, that I want to touch upon and explore with you guys. First, music, timeless versus data. Second, what a fifth class citizen is and why the BLVC is classified as it. And last but not least, what it is to be open-minded. Not that crap that people say that they are. No, what it truly is to be open-minded. So, if you don't know what's up, let's get it. What's up, my ones? Let me dive into this exploration just like this. Timeless music versus dated music. So let's break it down a little bit. Timeless music. Music that transcends time. No matter what period of time, no matter what generation, it still holds relevance. From whenever it was first created, all the way until beyond we all know music that has that particular approval that stamp that bam in your face is still relevant one song off the top of my head that i can think of right this very moment that has that kind of emotion that kind of relevance that kind of energy that can still be played today and nobody can deny that it doesn't hold relevance is Michael Jackson's they don't really care about us it makes a statement that when it was written it held relevance then and if you play it right now it still would hold that relevance now it still will probably hold it 50 years from now I could hope, pray, wish, and everything along the lines of everything that in the future things could change, would change, should change. But until it does, it will always be timeless. Then you have music that is dated. Not saying that it's not great music. Not saying that it's not enjoyable. That people won't still play it and feel how they felt then. But it's more of nostalgia. For instance, two songs off the top of my head is you have Prince 1999. And another one would be Nelly's It's Getting Hot in Here. Both songs, at the time they were created, were awesome songs. Everybody vibed to it. Everybody jammed to it. Everybody enjoyed every moment of it. And yet, as soon as that time period was over, when they play that song, the first thing that comes right through that mind is, Hey, man, that was a good time right then and there. Man, I used to jam to that. I used to always love hearing these things. There are plenty of artists that makes timeless music. And there are plenty of artists that makes dated music. There are 
plenty of artists that do both. Bone Thugs and Harmony. If you listen to their music, most times you're going to feel that it's dated. I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. As a matter of fact, not only did I grow up to Bone Thugs and Harmony, part of my style, part of the way I began writing lyrics was because of how they did their performance, how they harmonized, how they basically revolutionized the harmonization and the ability to spit and make it sound so, so, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Mm. So spectacular. So energetic. They made you feel it throughout your body. They made you feel what they were going through by just putting it in a very powerful way. Yeah, they were talking about thugging. Yeah, they were talking about doing a whole bunch of things, but they were talking about their life. They were talking about the street life. They were talking about what they end up going through, that they had to fight through, that they had to live through, that they had to go through struggles. They went through family moments. They went through feel-good moments. They did all that kind of stuff. But you felt what they went through. And as each album that they made went along, so did the growth of them. Yeah, at points they broke apart. Some members did their own thing, which I really wish they all would have just stuck together. Because them as a whole was one of the best units that you could really listen to. Then you have people who made timeless music. You have those artists that made you feel the same way you felt when you first heard it. That could be five years ago. 10 years ago, 15, 20, 25, it don't matter. You still feel the exact same way about the song that you felt when you first heard it. When I first heard one of my favorite songs, when I first heard it, the way I felt about it made me actually write some music of my own. That song is, that song is LL Cool J's I Need Love. Now, I've listened to LL for years. He's made plenty of songs that were dated. He's made plenty of songs that were timeless. But I Need Love to me is a timeless song because you're talking about a cat who can rap hard tell somebody I'm gonna knock you out in the 90s but towards his in the 80s when they had rap battles and I mean legit rap battles when they used to be at the turntables 
and just spitting against one another, going back to back, seeing who is the best MC. When he brought out just the record, I Need Love, he showed a side that told people, hey, I can be hard. At the same time, I could be affectionate. To this day, I can listen to that song and I can hear many artists utilizing that style, utilizing that sound. You can still play that song today and feel pretty good about what you heard. But that's if you're into something along those lines of actually seeing what the words actually mean. G-Eazy is a great artist himself. He has dated music though. One of my favorite songs by G-Eazy. Him and I. It features Halsey. But the perfect example of it being dated, it says at the very first verse, it has a timestamp of saying a year. It puts it right then and there. Jay-Z has some of those songs. Anything that has a Bonnie and Clyde theme typically has a dated feel to it. You have artists out here who has great music. Hey, Logic on his retirement album. He has two tracks on there that I enjoyed so much. I enjoyed him basically doing the alphabets. That will be timeless to me. Dad Bod is one of my favorite ones too. And that will be dated. Even though teaching the alphabets or saying his alphabets in the song, he basically put it in a perspective of talking to his little one. That's the only way it could make it a dated song. But if you just listen to the lyrics outside of that, it's timeless. It's been done by different artists, but it's been done in a different way. And the way he did it was so creative, so invigorating, so energizing, and so statement-based that you could only feel what he had to say to make it stand out. And as I stated, Michael Jackson, one of my favorite artists, Thriller. To this day, is still timeless. You still hear that every single Halloween. Every Halloween. I enjoy it. I enjoy it thoroughly. Another artist that honestly I see as being underrated. And he's awesome. Lyrically. 
he is beyond just generations ahead. People shouldn't sleep on him. People shouldn't sleep on him. That person is Royce the Five Nine. His latest album, The Allegory, awesome album, makes a powerful statement. Holds truth. Multiple generations can listen to that album and honestly feel that they can relate to it. So, now that I've discussed the differences, one versus the other, timeless versus dated, when it comes to music, I'll be discussing more right after this. Jumping into the second topic. What is a fifth class citizen and how the BLVC is classified as such? Everybody knows what a first class citizen is. If you don't know, it's someone who's basically privileged. They get to have the best of everything. Best foods, clothing, living arrangements, everything. Second class citizen. It goes right down the line of what you still get pretty good living, everything else, but it's not as good. And most people would say everybody gets treated more like a third class citizen, the mid grade of everything, which you almost get almost closer to a quarter of everything. But the truth is, the BLVC are treated as fifth class citizens. That means they get the scrapings, the bottom of the barrel. They get the least amount of assistance because nobody knows exactly how to help, how to improve, how to make life that much easier. Don't get me wrong. The disabled in general are treated as at least fourth class citizens. Unless you have some kind of situation that may have occurred that made you disabled, some kind of backstory that is a tearjerker to people, most people don't care. Unless you have a disability that most people feel like they can relate to or it's something that is so or usual or even to a point of being everywhere being everywhere then at the end of the day you're just stuck being a part of the blvc is the hardest thing to deal with and being classified as a fifth class citizen not just by my own cognition but by the way that people react to me by the way that people react to people who have a visual disability it sucks here's a great example a few weeks ago I went to vote I turned in my absentee ballot I went up to my registration office I went 
stepped inside and asked someone if they could assist me. Message, real angel. The look that I got was one of the most dumbfounded looks I've ever received in my life. I typically go out in public with a cane. I am legally blind, but I do have my cane because unfamiliar areas, it takes way too long for me to try to focus my eyes like I need to. Therefore, I'm not seeing everything that I want to or that I desire to or even need to. So having my cane as my extra set of eyes make it a little bit easier. As I walked into the building and asked for assistance or helping me to get where I need to go, I asked one of the workers. The first thing the guy did, he looked at me. He stared at me for a moment. And the first thing he said to me was, Oh, you go over to the window. Now, in what world does it make any sense to tell somebody who is legally blind or to tell somebody who is legally blind and is walking with a cane? In what world does it make any sense to point? That's like asking somebody who's deaf if they heard what you said. It is the dumbest thing a person can do. But I tried to forgive that ignorant. I explained. I waited for a moment before I explained. I said, can I have some assistance? He stood there still not knowing what to do. So since he stood there for a while, I decided, okay, let me try to figure out where he's talking about. So he gets me to the window. I wait in line behind somebody else who's doing their thing. It would be different if I was to say the place was crowded. It wasn't. It would be different if the place was jam-packed with a long line. It wasn't. When they leave, I step up to the window. After he sees me starting to walk, it finally dawns on him. Hey, he needs assistance of where he's trying to go. He eventually gets over there to me and helps me get there. Now, I ask, what do I need to do? I brought in my stuff. She asks me to hand it to her. I do so. She does her thing of stamping or whatever they have to do to make sure that it's signed, sealed, delivered. And then she hands it back to me and she says, okay, drop it in the box. Now, when she didn't realize that, hey, he doesn't understand what I'm talking about. I have my cane standing directly in front of me. So it's not like I am not making it obvious that I'm legally blind or what she would think is blind. She says, it will be over to your left. Fine. I look over to my left. She didn't give a good description. She just said over to my left. She finally realized I didn't know what she was talking about. I asked for her assistance. She came out 
and she stood in front of the box. It would go here. I walked over to the box. She didn't even point at the hole that it would go in. I'm not asking her to put it in there because I know I have to put it in myself. And that's perfectly fine with me. But I want to make sure that it gets done and done properly. Gets me over there. I put it in there. She finally and she walks back into where she works. Perfectly fine with me. I took my time to survey where I needed to walk. Not a problem. I decided to start walking back to leave. As I'm maybe 10 steps away from the door, the same guy who helped me get to the window, he saw me when I came out of the area where the window was. Once he saw me, and I get about 10 steps. Then he asks another one of his co-workers, can you assist him to basically get him out of here? By the time the woman caught up with me, I'm already out the door and making my way to my ride. And for those who wonder, why didn't the person who drove you there walk you inside? Because, again, we... And the BLVC do still want independence. Not only that, but my child was out in the vehicle and she stayed in the vehicle with him. With everything that's going on right now, I definitely don't want him out in all this craziness. But that's the parent in me. Being a fifth class citizen, society looks at the blind more of a burden than members of society. We feel, at least I do, if we're not doing something, then we're basically in the way. We want to do things. We want to basically make our mark on this planet. We want to be a part of the conversations. We want to be a part of life. But down here in South Carolina, it's not that easy. Commission for the Blind does nothing. And I mean it, nothing for the BLVC. Mobility training has been cut. Job training has been cut. They choose what they want you to do. And if you don't make it to where they want you to make it, they basically wash their hands with you. They don't care. If you don't fit a part of their mode, then you're in the way. They don't give you enough structure to basically become a productive member of society that makes you feel like you're doing something with yourself, not feeling like you're burdening the people that are in your life. That makes you feel like you want to be relevant. Commission for the Blind in South Carolina is the work that I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Not saying that Commission for the Blind in general is horrible because in North Carolina, they're great. Washington, D.C., they're great. Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, they're decent in Georgia. But I can go over and over and over to different states and they all do way better than here. Why do I prefer to be in South Carolina though? 
because home is where the heart is. That's why. At some point, may even start up or try to work at trying to do my own little program here where mobility and things can be structured for the BLVC to help out to teach things along those lines but until something happens we are known as fifth class citizens and honestly just ask a person would you date a blind person would you date a legally blind person would you date a visually impaired person see what people's real authentic reaction is and you'll start to understand what I'm so last but not least what it is to be open-minded as I stated I'm not talking about that crap that everybody want to say that hey I'm open-minded because I give certain things a chance no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about truly being open-minded that means giving a chance in general not just a particular person a particular race a particular this or that i mean truly being open-minded letting your mind explore beyond the stars losing what it is to be in that proverbial box when you're truly open-minded you don't know where that box is anymore and in life that's where you really get to have adventures and journeys when you lose that box. Being open-minded means trying any and everything at least once. Whether it's having curiosities, trying new kinks, exploring your sexuality, experimenting, doing things that you know at some point you're going to regret and we all have done something along those lines at least those who are actually open-minded i know that i've done plenty and i'm not ashamed to say so i've explored a lot within myself and my life and i know when I say that I am open-minded, it's not just me using some words. It's me truly knowing myself enough to know what I am willing and not willing to do. I know that I am open-minded enough to give opportunities, at least attempt and try. So, when you say you're open-minded, ask yourself... Are you truly, truly open-minded or are you just asking or insinuating that you are? Because more than anything in this world, anything in this world, more than anything, to tell yourself that you're something and to know that you're something are two different ways of thinking about it. I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of food for thought. Think about this. Whether music is timeless or dated. Whether you choose to enjoy what you hear. So, 
to what you remember. It's all within you. You will resonate with both no matter what because it's a part of your life. Whether it's that one song that transcends generations or that one song that makes you just want to dance your butt off and you remember how hard you did it. It matters to you. Being a fifth class citizen, everybody should actually be classified as a first class citizen. But until the day comes where everybody can be treated truly as an equal to one another, not this BS that everybody thinks that they say, oh, we are all equal because we're not. We have never been and we will never be until people come to the real conclusion that there are beyond issues that need to be worked out. They are beyond things that people should really step up and really look at and put in perspective and stop treating everybody else so differently. And as far as being open minded, if people actually were open minded, there would be no fifth class citizens. There would be no fourth, third, second. There will only be first class citizens. There will be everybody on equal terms. Everybody would get seen under the same light, with the same respect, the same love, and the same enjoyment of getting to experience what gets put in front of them. But until any of that can truly be said or done, open your mind, close your mouth, and just be real. Stop. Stop. Stop judging. Well, my ones, we have made it through another exploration of Minor Religiously Brown Eccentric, and I want to thank every single one of you. And if you want to leave a voice message or any comments or messages to me, you can hit me up on any of my social medias. That's anchor.fm, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all with the backslash Simply Reads One. Also, I want to thank Anchor for being the easiest making, producing, creating podcast maker to get yourself distributed heard on multiple platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and so many other great streamers. Go get that Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, my people, I want to say thank every one of you. So, if you don't know what's up, now that's what's up. And I'll holler at y'all next week.